podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Okay, it's November 18, 2019, and I have to agree that this entire week plus last week basically proved bullish to many small caps. Elastic bottomed out, work and pager duty as well, new highs coming for next week, or, or, or rather this week's earnings, Pintuotuo, ZTO Express, we'll see if NetEast does well, probably another all-time follow-through action all-time high moves for Luckin Coffee and a strong earnings move watch watch out for fetch so far fetch um there's a lot of data that I'd like to share for Luckin Coffee so let's explain the company was founded in October 2017 or just 2 years ago they had 3680 stores as of September just a few feet away from a Starbucks cafe, up from 1,189 stores in the year earlier, meaning they've added 2,500 stores in just a year. On average, it had 9.3 million monthly transacting customers for the quarter, compared with 1.9 million in the same period last year. That's strong, from 1.9 million to 9.3 million monthly transacting customers. Apart from coffee, Luckin is counting on tea, which accounts for about 20% of the company's sales of freshly brewed drinks for the quarter. The company, only in July, began offering its Luckin tea products nationwide in China with beverages such as bubble tea, milk tea topped with tapioca balls, fruit tea, and tea macchiato. Luckin tea's launch contributed to operating expenses of 2 billion yuan, up from 726 million yuan a year ago, driven in part by a rise in cost of materials and marketing expenses. The company's loss widened to 531 million yuan from 484 million yuan in a comparable quarter last year. For this quarter, the company's sales of freshly brewed drinks shot up to 1.15 billion yuan, up from 192.7 million a year ago. For the fourth quarter, the, the company said that it sees revenues from its products of 2.1 billion to 2.2 billion yuan in a quarter, excluding generation revenue from stores operating under a new retail partnership model. Luckin's delivery system guarantees shipment within a half hour in all major cities, and Starbucks has been responding by expanding its delivery business in the country. Uh, these are the most important trends that I think that you should hear. Um, I've been sharing as well inside the inner circle that India has a 1.5 billion people with 80% middle class. This is a huge trend. And Luckin is also planning to enter India and Middle East sometime next few years. So actually, um, the reason why the company has soared to 27 bucks from 20 or about 35% in two days is that it is actually close to positive cash flows on an EBITDA basis by next two 
they're saying 2021, so next two years. So the lock-in positioning strategy is really go super big. And it, and if you notice, their, their strategy is sprout like weeds with zero franchising fees, make entrepreneurs out of every second, third, fourth tier city who wants to open a lock-in in China, a milk tea joint in China, and they're spending around $600 million dollars they are spending 10% of their market cap. Their current market cap is $6 billion. They started at $17 per share. Now it's 27 So it's roughly more than 50% up. Um, this strategy is actually how Amazon also did when it started. Uh, they're saying a 12.5% net margin. Um, it's possible because if you notice... They've sold a billion yuan worth of milk tea in a single quarter. So, solid yung numbers ng LK. It is expensive. Um, it's doing an Amazon. Almost any unicorn strategy business model is to grow fast, 7-Eleven style. Uh, don't worry about the profits. They believe the profits will come. Uh, at this per current price of $6 billion, it's currently pricing in... Um, approximately in my view uh, since they sold a billion yuan in a quarter and we're trying to project 2 billion yuan they're trying to project around 8 to 9 billion yuan of sales which translates to about 1.5 billion dollars so at $6 billion market cap, that's four times price to sales going forward after they grew around tenfold on the milk tea business alone in a quarter. Or a six times revenue pop in if you combine even the coffee and the rest. So this is a company that could either go $30 to $40 or have a range of $20 to $40 or back to $20, $30. For now, it's still in the momentum discovery stage. Um, this week, or rather last week, the market has really showed that the people are paying for growth, not minding the profits. Uh, they are willing to pay 500% growth in milk tea, willing to pay 35% move on these types of growth. Uh, people are paying for that. The I, just, I also wanted to share um, that the marketing tactic was using Xiao Chan. Xiao Chan is actually the rising singing uh, sing, singer in China. It was mentored also by uh, actress Shu Qi in their, sing, in their own voice competition. Um, this milk tea craze could propel luck in tea. I mean, if I have to think, it could propel luck in tea to about $10 billion market cap. So maybe around if it's doing at six now 60 percent from 27 is around 40 bucks so um, i'm not trying to hype the company stock price just open to the possibility because at 17 dollars the ipo price nothing was still proven but in a single year or rather just two quarters six months they've opened um approximately in my count seven sing they've opened seven stores in a single day 
meaning they will they will be on pace to that 4500 year end target they've wanted they've grown like weeds from about 1180 to about 3680 stores as of the end of september that's 2500 stores opened or about you know um 700 stores opened in 3 months or around yeah eight oh, sorry 800 stores in 3 months and that means 2,400, 2,500 stores in nine months. That's pretty wild. They're, uh, they're very aggressive. Um, meaning even if you pay 27 today, you're already paying for the proven execution, the number of store count, their ability to actually turn a profit by 2021 is not that wild. If you're able to grow your store count while I'm sleeping, it's like 50 more stores in the next week open. I cannot even imagine just how fast they keep popping up those stores. Um, so it's really hanep to me. It completely blows my mind. Um, if you can get about 20 to 25, it, it it's probably a stock to keep. Um, already, they've actually had these... Um, LK Coffee, they're selling it primarily mobile. Their global ambassador is Xiao Chan. They've, you know, they've had this promotion. 30,000 cups were sold in three minutes for a single, like, looking coffee for their cup. Um, Xiao Chan is perfect if you think about it because he's hot and women are the normal drinkers of milk tea and impulse. We're talking about 25 yuan a cup and people are ordering through the mobile phone. Um, I'd like to share something about you that would impress you. So quarter 1, 2018 of Luckin Coffee, the sales was $2 million. Quarter 1, 2019, it was $71 million. That is a 35x. Um, in comparison, of course, for Starbucks China, Q1 2018, $645 million. Q1 2019, $700 million. Uh, the reason for the strong revenue growth of Luckin Coffee is because um, their strategy is focused on small pickup kitchens, delivery points, while Starbucks is almost always larger sit-in cafes. Just for a preview, of course, I've mentioned there's 3,680 Around 90% of them are exclusive for pickup and deliveries. We're talking about just 20 square meters. It's more like a kiosk type. So it's more like Potato Corner or Serenity kind. Uh, only 100 sit-in stores. So it's really um, 90 plus percent is really just mobile delivery. Um, they have 3,680 stores. In comparison, Starbucks is different. The sit-in stores of Starbucks is about 95% of their business, whereas they only have a few stores for their pickup and delivery. So the difference in strategy is that sit-in see Starbucks, take out si lock-in. So knowing that rentals will go sky-high, the real winner would still be lock-in because it's a high-margin business because yun nga, they're emphasizing convenience and affordability. All the transactions are entirely cashless. Orders are made through an app designed for fast pickup and delivery, made possible through a partnership with Tencent Holdings. The LK strategy of just deliver milk tea or coffee is really a good business model. The ruby, guava, cheese tea, all of these, it's entirely cashless 
payments through WeChat ordering and I feel this is perfection. Then again, Luckin is a black hole for cash. Remember that they are spending $100 million every quarter on a lot of store discounts, a lot of marketing promotions. So they are really paying for growth for that brand awareness for a lot of discounts so that you'll order on your mobile and try it out. But I feel that investors worldwide seem to be betting more on both. They like to bet on Starbucks, their safe play, and Luckin is their speculative play. They want to have both because whoever wins doesn't matter. They both win. Different strategies, different drinks, different pricing because Luckin is one-third the cost of a... Some of their coffee is one-third the cost of a Starbucks. So... You know, the local challenger is confident it's got a winning model. Small coffee outlets will outnumber Starbucks cafes by the year end. Their app rushing out deliveries in about 18 minutes and lots of steep discounts. And even if they're burning $100 million, they believe that they will be uh, making money within 2021. So in a way, yes, Luckin Coffee is a coffee unicorn or you could say it's a milk tea unicorn. Um, they are a high growth company burning their IPO dollars. $500 million was spent. Uh, well, yes, they've spent. So um, they are an, a very growth mode. How do I know that the market is actually um, becoming growth mode? Because this week, Datadog is a growth mode. Datadog went from 32 to 41 after earnings, just when earnings was break even, but this was a beat. Revenues was $95 million, but this company is now trading a $10 billion market cap. So for me, the fact that Datadog and Luckin Coffee are going wild this week, even Farfetch going 30% up on Friday after earnings, with a narrower loss, it tells me that after reporting, of course, a 100% growth in their sales revenues of about $500 million, I could infer that the market is actually paying for for growth. And we're looking more on the price to sales since most of these companies are not yet turning in a profit. So there's no PE. It's all PS, price to sales. Um, it's growth mode and I can see this. That's why some people have saw that there's a technical buy signal moving in for Slack and PagerDuty, even for Zoom. These three companies are your um, SaaS unicorns. They're loved by their customers. They have a strong pool of a niche product. And so far, they've been growing well. It's just that they haven't reached profitability. So far, the market is actually paying high for Luckin Coffee, Datadog, uh, and um, Farfetch, such that maybe Slack and PagerDuty and Zoom will also rise. They've been off their lows from the technical signals as well. So market has been paying for growth. No wonder Roku shot up past 150 bucks this week to close at 157. Only high growth investors would do that. Um, LK is backed by investors including Singapore Sovereign Wealth Fund GIC and China's International Capital Corp. Luckin has emphasized convenience in its business model, betting that the Chinese office workers would rather have ease of access over premium frills. So this is more like a 7-Eleven strategy and it's about a third less for a cup of Luckin coffee rather than Starbucks. So it's 30% discount. Um, 
I mean, if we cannot, I believe that if we cannot find the next star Starbucks, we might as well invest in the LK Unicorn, who will just grow and doesn't mind the cash burn. Singapore and Chinese IPO dollars apparently don't mind. There's a strong shift um, of focus from the competition. China has enough potential to sustain more than one chain. Most likely, Starbucks also wins um, because Chinese consumers currently drink just four to five cups per capita compared to about 300 cups in countries like Taiwan, Hong Kong, and South Korea. There's a really strong growth trend for coffee and tea. So the market has really already spoken. It's not really me to decide because the market has already shown that it is more appropriate to say that a lock-in store is 20 square meter kiosk. It's just like a serenity lang yan. Small space lang yan. Mostly takeout corner. So in that viewpoint, even at 24, 25, 26, LK would be a buy. More or less, a small stake should be needed in case of strong volatility. But there's a reason for the rise and it's logical. It's logical why people are buying it. Uh, I've read this in an article in Reddit and I think it's true. The Chinese view Starbucks more as a delicacy as opposed to Americans who rely on it for fueling their morning coffee runs. In fact, before the growth of Starbucks in China, the average Chinese consumer rarely drank coffee, which is why Starbucks actually lost in the first nine years in its last 20 years in China. With the Chinese market's increasing reliance on coffee, it's clear that coffee consumption will shift heavily towards increasing productivity as opposed to a delicacy. Within this sector, Luckin Coffee, with its ever-increasing presence and cheaper prices, will fill this gap over Starbucks. Furthermore, given Luckin's extremely small market cap, we conservatively estimate that Luckin... Um, will primarily be guided by Chinese growing demand of coffee, which is currently at 30% growth annually. We are also at the beginning of this growth since the average Chinese consumer still drinks less than a one cup of coffee per year. In contrast, the average American drinks more than 400 cups of coffee per year. So what I can tell you is that in the U.S., um, they're very fast when it comes to good news fundamentals. That's why when there's a really good thing coming out in a company, as much as possible, the early bird really gets the worm. So I've seen this in companies like what happened in Atlassian, Shopify, Coupa, ServiceNow, Twilio, MongoDB. Most of these companies went 5 to 10x from their IPO levels, even if they didn't report profits, even like Square, because they, they, um, they, they would only be profitable maybe about 3 to 5 years from now. But when you invest in a company that's still losing money and then it narrows that loss and narrows that loss, the first earnings report that's break even, well, you could see how high Datadog went. It went approximately 20% pop. So, I mean, maybe people will understand Luckin more than Datadog. Luckin is a $6 billion market cap. Datadog is about $10 billion market cap. Um, of course, they're very different. It's coffee versus data analytics. It's very different, so the business can't be compared. But what I'm just willing to say here is that these are the same kinds of investors who are willing to pay high-growth names. These are very high-growth, unprofitable companies, yet they are unicorns in their own right. And you know what? Actions speak louder than words. As I said, LK passes my sleepover test. My sleepover test is very simple. If, it ca if I cannot stop thinking 
or talking about a company even during weekends. If their earnings report and price action tells me to dig further, you know, as of last week, last month, I was only thinking, hey, Tesla, that was an impossible quarter. That was like, how did they manage to do that? It captured my head when they reported earnings. If a company can make me think that way, even in the morning and in the evening, that company usually is a special company because they're trying to make me think about strategies. Now, I'm not trying to speculate where the company's share price will be. It could go 20, it could go 30, I don't know. Um, but all I'm saying is I've never thought so much about a company um, that I don't own yet. Um, I, I, I deeply regret that I didn't get in at 2021 seeing the impressive revenue growth and how it moved the next day. Um, it's a time when I'm thinking, I, I, you know, I have exposure to the markets. I don't know if I should have exposure to LK. Makes me think twice, thrice, quadruple times on whether I should go in or wait. But I really have three tests for myself. The sleep over test and LK passes that. It's very rare occurrence for a company to take my sleep. The second is the Thanos snap test. Um, you know, if I can't, stop thinking about what the world will be if Thanos just snapped his fingers and the company passed away. That's my Thanos test. Um, so in a weird way, I know that, um, for instance, Jollibee's price action and earnings suck, but JFC passes my Thanos test. Whether it could take a long time before it makes a turnaround, could take about 24 months, we'll, we'll, we won't know. So um, also the other test I have is the B, the bay. Is it a bay? Is it a two? Is it a tam? Is it a tina? What is a bay? Bay is before anything else. Uh, do people think about this company before anything else? Is it a two, the only one? Is it a tam? I mean, is the total addressable market big enough? T-I-N-A is there no alternative? There is no alternative. So as much as possible, if, if it falls to some of these categories, if its brand is so strong, if I have to somehow either understand the tentacles of the tentacles of how wide this company is, is it a vampire squid leeching every single blood of your financial veins? Does it really like take money off each individual every single day you get the point like i mean if sm has it all i mean is it something like that is it a monopoly can it be a monopoly because it has to somehow be so enigmatic and polarizing such as what disney and netflix war brought to us or the starbucks lock-in strategy or the fortnite against PUBG, or league of legends or dota or apex legends or so forth or even those plant meat wars heck even the grocery wars or the chicken sandwich wars. There's always a war somewhere out there. And the only time there's peace is when monopolies have been made. Such as when you think about social media. The empire of Zuck on your data and media. Anyhow, it's crucial in investing on monopolies. Chinese monopolistic practices are actually the best way to be profitable. Like what Tencent state-owned companies did for Alibaba. I mean, if China through Tencent and their own um, China international capital markets are invested in LK, it makes more sense why LK takes on all the boxes. Panalo on sleepover test, on Thanos test, panalo on TAM, panalo yung price action. Uh, wow, indeed. And then um, I wanted to share this. Um, they've been using social media effectively, and social media influencers have been rising and rising. 
you know, from the micro-influencers, people with just fewer than 100,000 followers, to celebrities, like, with millions and millions of followers, there's good money to be made. So, I mean, I'll read to you a research data. The average cost for a sponsored Instagram photo has risen twenty about 44% from 2018 to 2019 alone. For a sponsored blog post, it has soared from $7 in 2006 to 1442 in 2019. Amazing, no? 200 times increase in 13 years ang mga sponsored blog posts. That's how much people pay for a sponsored post. YouTube videos command the highest fees. Four times that of the next highest priced form of sponsored content. Up from $420 in 2014 to $6,700 in 2019. That's about 15x in 5 years for a YouTube video. Uh, a Facebook status update has risen from $8 in 2014 to $395 or a 50x move in 2019 in 5 years. A Twitter post has risen from $29 in 2014 to $422 in 2019. Blog posts have risen from $407 to $1442. Grabe, no? Grabe yung mga increases ng mga sponsored post-sponsored ads. Um, you know, um, this move of lock-in market cap at $6.4 billion dollars is now making their chairman Charles Lu, also known as Charles Cheng Yao Lu, worth an estimated $2.26 billion. Lu's assets includes a stake in UCAR, uh, an auto rental business. The biggest increase in Luckin's shares on Friday also turned Luckin CEO Jenny Chia Chien into a billionaire with a holding worth $1.06 billion. Charles Lu ranks now number 194 with a fortune on the 2019. Forbes China Rich List earlier this month. China's second only to the United States as home to the world's largest number of billionaires. Lu and Chen's fast-rising wealth compares with a fortune of $4.2 billion for Howard Schultz, which is Starbucks' iconic founder and former chairman. Shares and Luckin, which was just founded in only 2017, just two years, is headquartered in the southeastern Chinese city of Xiamen which have now climbed more than 59% since the company went public in May this year at a price of $17 a share. Grabe, no? Grabe the unicorns. Actually, um, this is um, th- this stratospheric rise, I've seen this with Pintuotuo, which was a pick of ours at 20 Now it's about 40 bucks. Pintuotuo, Luckin, they have the same marketing strategy. Actually, even Meituan has the same strategy. All of them are burning the cash for growth. Even Shopee has the same strategy, burn cash for growth. Been seeing so many star- startups with the formula of Masayoshi Son, actually. It's not as if Masayoshi created mo- monsters. I know that, yes, we work and Uber are practically, you know, they're worth less than zero. That's true. They are liabilities. But, I mean, Jeff Bezos, Jack Ma spent cash for growth and even facebook for a moment in time didn't make money just kept pursuing billions of users and likes and that they made profits only when they turned advertising in the in their model so i think we can consider that let's let's produce a billion dollar sales on 3680 stores that's about 270,000 yuan sales per store or just 3000 Yen sold a day, kasi you divide it by 90 per, per quarter, 
or 120 cups sold a day if one cup is 25 yuan or that's just 12 cups sold in an hour if it's a 10 hour day so it's not unfathomable for this 1 billion yuan sales in a quarter to be 2 billion to 2.2 billion uh, even with just the same store count now there note that they're adding more stores than i could even sleep so um I think that they have a potential to hit about 2 to 3 billion sales a quarter, which means 8 to 12 billion on milk tea sales only. And we're talking just about milk tea. Huh? We're not even yet talking about how much sales they have on the coffee, although the coffee is still a small part and it's not growing much. There, uh, Because it's, as you can see, China is a 600,000 tons cup of tea versus just um, 80,000 tons of coffee consumed. So, talagang mas tea drinkers ang Chinese. So, I'm all I'm saying is even if I'm paying rental and people and stuff, you know, if I can make approximately 1 billion yuan, sabi na lang natin, 10% net margin on 10 billion sales, this company is like almost a 10 times PE even if you pay um... I mean, even if you're paying $6 billion market cap or or, or $7 billion market cap at 27 mukhang mag-to-29 siya kasi um, it will one day earn money. And typically, coffee franchises don't trade at 10 times multiple if they do start earning money. Uh, around 20 times multiple is the standard. And for growth companies, it could be as high as 50 to 60 times multiples so we're seeing a very strong growth stage. I think this is, Luckin sounds more like a high growth tech company valuation more than just a multi business. I mean, just put it on your watch list. Thank you.